his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. All right, here's the deal. I am still getting over being sick. Man, this thing is taking forever. It was last weekend that I started to get it. And uh, the more I talk, though, here's the good news. The more I talk, usually the better I feel and sound. And then I get done with the show, then I just completely crash. So... Hey, this is the beginning of it, so I'll probably sound the worst right now, uh, and then by the end, I'll sound so fine that you won't even notice. That's my goal. So this is Wiggins America. Help, Hello. <laughs> Help me out. Hello. Um, we are going to interview Chris Woolsey, our streaming correspondent, in uh, this hour. He also is here to talk about rom-coms because it's it's a February show here. And rom-coms are kind of the du jour for this month, of course. I'm not a rom-com guy, so I may, you know, I may be sitting back chewing gum and folding my arms and being like, impress me. We'll see. Usually he does. He's pretty good at it, making some picks. So that'll be in this hour. Old Roy will be in in the next hour. Uh, I got to tell you, though, I as much as I've talked about Donald Trump's polling, I think there is reason to believe that we're kind of in the high watermark right now. Now, let me explain. Usually what you see is presidential candidates or big, you know, national races, big, big candidates. They'll go through this moment and now is about when that starts through the spring where they kind of achieve this this high water thing. If you think back to 2016, this happened with Hillary Clinton. Some of her polls were just outrageously high early and then once it got to summer and then of course later in the fall the polling organizations it's like they know that they need to narrow it and so they will and so right now is when you're seeing one of two things happen either you're seeing the worst polls happen right now that aren't actually reflecting this race or you're seeing the best polls because then when they bring it back to the center a little bit are you really getting it or are they just trying to save face to say because that, that's the thing. This is how they play this game. <clears throat> At the very end, right before the election happens, they'll bring it to where they think they kind of can hit a middle so that they can say, oh, I was only X point number points off, when honestly that was not what you were saying all year. That was just the last one before the election, which is the one you really ultimately get judged by because it's the closest. So I, I don't love that, but I'm here to tell you these things just because that's what I do. I mean, I look at this, I look at the methodology, I look at these things quite a bit. And that's what happens. So my my fear is that we are at a high watermark for Donald Trump right now. Now, here's a reason to trust the polls, though. Most of the time when this happens, these high watermarks that you see, 
that happen between now and usually I'd say May and over the summer they start to they start to squeeze a little bit. Uh, they almost always favor Democrats, and then the race narrows after that. So they they create this narrative that oh my gosh, Democrats are doing so well, so that they can keep talking about it all year going into election. Uh, if you want to trust, or if you want to say that polls are in the narrative building game, which a lot of people point to the fact that so many of them are attached to national media now to sit, to do that, to say that. And there's merit to that. But they also have to be at least accurate enough that they don't lose their credibility because there are organizations that rate their credibility now more and more. So the weird thing is that, yes, we might be at a high watermark, but usually it's flipped. Usually we're looking at Democrats hitting their high watermark right now, not Republicans. So at, that's strange. Republicans usually go up closer and closer and closer you get to the election because the polls are tightening. Now, if it's reversed where you're going to see Biden go up, 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 up because polls are, polls are tightening, then that's one thing. But if, 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 it's, if Republicans trend the way they usually do throughout a year, you'll actually see Trump go up from here. That's what's weird. I mean, that's what's going on. So the reason that I opened the show by talking about that is because I talk about polling all the time and I want to give a broader view of why I'm talking about polling and usually it's swing state polling. However, if you don't believe that, if you think that one of two things is going to happen, that, oh, this, these polls are trying to prop Trump, prop Trump up right now, but eventually he's going to slide so that Biden can come in looking like a hero and, and the narrative will become, oh, my gosh, look, he's gaining. Look, Trump uh, was great in February, but Biden's been gaining on him ever since, you know, something like that. It's fine. I mean, these are very, very possible narratives that you're going to hear this year. So, you know, just get ready for it. But consider the election. Now, if you're if you're somebody who's really worried, and, and this is probably me, really worried that Democrats' ground game has become so good that they really don't care about shaping any sort of national, you know, narratives anymore. The, the, the old style used to be run ads, control messaging, make sure that your candidate's out there shaking hands, kissing babies. Uh, he's such a likable guy that you you get enough people to turn out. Well, they've actually gone to where they just go to places where people don't turn up and they canvass and they get votes on the ground because so many laws have changed in their favor, partially because of COVID, partially because they have lobbied to get those changes because they were ready for them. Republicans weren't. So let's say that Republicans weren't as ready even now, which I don't think is true, but let's say they're they're just the same as 2020, where Democrats are just so much more ready to go get those ground votes than Republicans are right now. Let's say it's they still are, okay? And you go, man, that's going to be the case again in 24. I don't want to get my hopes up. Uh, we're seeing the destruction of the country in so many different ways. I can't afford anything. Uh, and I just don't want to hope because I've just been let down so many times. Re- remember the numbers, okay? The numbers in 2020, the Electoral College was decided by three states. Those states were Georgia, Wisconsin, and Arizona. And if you want to go further than that, you can, but 
those were the three states because those were the closest states. Georgia, Joe Biden won that state, according to the numbers, by 10,000 votes. That is less than one, that's, that's less than a tenth of a percent, or roughly a tenth of a percent. So that, that is an incredibly small number. Arizona was the same. It was about 10,000 votes. Wisconsin, I think that ended up being about 40,000 votes. So look at just those states. And you're like, Ryan, I don't care about your polling and stuff. I don't care about swing state polling. That's fine. Uh, I will point out that Georgia, he's leading by eight points right now. That even if it's way, way closer than I'm saying it is, and Joe Biden and, and Trump are actually neck and neck again in the country, do you think that the passion for Joe Biden to still win by 10,000 votes, because the thing about Trump is that he's going to have about the same turnout. He could have a better turnout, but he's not going to have a worse turnout than in 2020. So in Georgia, for instance, do you think that people are still going to show up to Joe, to vote for Joe Biden over Donald Trump in 2024 by still 10,000 votes? Because that's all he needed, 10,000 votes. You think after what we've gone through as a country in the last four years that there's still going to be enough people that go, yeah, I think Biden's the guy. Or do you think maybe 11,000 people might not show up for Joe Biden after what this last four years has been? Same is true in Arizona. These are southern states. Arizona is a border state. You really think that there are not 10,000 people that maybe don't think that Joe Biden was really the right choice? Now apply that to Wisconsin. Apply that, honestly, to Michigan, Nevada. These are states that are all trending. Now, Wisconsin, not quite as much, and Pennsylvania, not quite as much, but Michigan, Nevada, Georgia, Arizona, they're all, all trending hard right right now. And if you think that those numbers don't make sense, just remember what they were in 2020 and think, Do you think over the last four years, Joe Biden has actually gained support? Because that's what would have to happen. We're going to take a quick break. Um, Hopefully my voice is is getting better. I don't know. We'll see uh, as we go here. I'll keep drinking some tea and making things happen. Chris Wills, he's going to be here in this hour to talk about streaming recommendations. And then Old Roy, we're going to talk about some stuff. A guy dressing up as a 13-year-old girl to swim against them. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... 
Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. I got two things here that are from Republicans that I normally like a lot and still do. Uh, that I disagree with what they're doing right now. The first one is Ron DeSantis. I did not participate in the DeSantis versus Trump fight. Uh, I liked both of them. I was always kind of, I leaned Donald Trump because I thought the guy's inevitable. And lo and behold, he was inevitable. He's going to be the guy. Now, whether or not he wins in the general, we'll see. But he's going to win the primary for sure. DeSantis is out. So we can like DeSantis again, right? You didn't have to participate in that. DeSantis is a great governor. But I don't like this. Uh, you need meat, okay? And, and we're going to have meat in Florida. Like, we're not going to. We're going to have fake meat. Like, that doesn't work. So we're going to make sure to do it right. But, but there's a whole ideological agenda that's coming after, uh, I think, a lot of important parts of our society. And like Florida, obviously, we have a lot of agriculture. Yeah, this is an article from The Hill. It says the stakes are high, ha-ha, in the Florida legislature with Governor Ron DeSantis weighing in on a pair of proposed bills that would ban the cultivation and sale of lab-grown meat products. While speaking in Hardy County last week, DeSantis slammed the scientific innovation as part of his crusade against ESG, environmental, social, and governance, a business philosophy that encourages investors to throw their money behind companies with consideration of their handling of the environment and social issues. Um, DeSantis said they really want to go after agriculture. They want to blame agriculture for global warming. Here's why I disagree with DeSantis on this. Now, you can hate lab meat, okay? I don't love the idea of lab meat. It sounds sci-fi and strange and like little pieces of meat that can walk around or something. That's, That's the image that it conjures up. But let's let's say that lab meat is determined to be, you know, they, they grow cow muscle in lab. And it's determined to be the, the literal exact same thing as a filet mignon. And you cannot tell the difference, whether it be taste, texture, health, you know, benefits, whatever. We determine after a lot of testing that this stuff is completely safe, very edible, and it's only going to cost you five bucks for a filet sandwich, you know? Like, these things are going to be super, super cheap, let's say. And you go, well, you know what? I don't care. I'm still going to eat the real stuff. Great for you. But my point is that what if you could then start making great protein that super poor countries could eat? Wouldn't that be great? I mean, that would be great. Uh, or other other examples of, of why it might be a great invention, you know? Just because we don't like the idea of it doesn't mean that it couldn't be a good thing. Now, if DeSantis were to say, I'm going to ban this stuff because I don't like the idea of an untested product coming to market, I want to make sure this stuff is super safe, and I want at least a decade of testing on human beings before this thing can go to market that everybody could eat it. I want really, really strict testing on this. I'd say, you know what, that's fair, uh, because this is a new technology. But that's not what he's saying He's saying that he doesn't want the product because of the way that the product is being introduced, which is that climate advocates want to go after the cattle industry, and he wants to protect the cattle industry. So 
what DeSantis, why don't you just make it separate then? Protect the cattle industry from environmentalists and let the product exist. I, I don't think they really are are coexist. They can be coexistent. They're not against each other. I think you're conflating the issues here and saying that you're going to ban one because people say that it would be good uh, because it might take down the cattle industry. No, actually, this would just be the free market taking down the cattle industry, not um, not ESG, not environmentalism. And that you are an advocate for. You're, you're, you're very much for the free market. If the free market decides, man, I actually like this lab-grown steak better, it tastes the same and it's cheaper, then so be it. That's, that's the way it is. You know, if the, if the market decided that they loved electric vehicles more than regular cars and the government didn't get involved, then so be it. I mean, that's the way the market functions. We don't have to get involved with big government just because it's a cause we like. It's still big government, right? So that's my first complaint. Agree with me or not, you decide. Take your opinion about lab meat out of it and consider it from the market angle that I'm trying to present here. So that's number one. Wow, Wiggins America. The number two way that I disagree with Republicans right now that I typically like. The first one was DeSantis and that issue right there. The second is what's going on right now in Congress. Uh, This week it's been much more about the Senate than the House, although the House has had its own share of issues. The Republicans in the Senate have been infighting about whether to pass a budget bill that is actually more than just a budget bill. It would change laws regarding the southern border. Now, the main point of it is not to change the laws. It's to fund different projects that are, you know, sort of within the the confines of a secure border. And let's put Joe Biden and Democrats aside for a second. I'm advocating that a bill needs to be passed to fund this border stuff. Now, you're going, well, why? Why? Why is that? Because all the laws are already on the books, Ryan. You know, you don't actually need to fund anything anymore. Just go back to doing the laws that are already there, kind of like Trump did. Well, that's fine. That is true. The problem is that I believe Trump is going to win in November. Now, you may not, but but follow my logic here. If Trump does win in November, what was the main problem he had with things like building the wall or getting anything done on the southern border. Do you remember? It was funding. He could not get Democrats to get on board with funding anything. He said, give me, give me a billion dollars. Let me have anything I can to build the wall. And they would say, no, we're not giving you a dollar for that in budget negotiations. So what's going to happen if he gets in office and he doesn't have both chambers of Congress, which is possible? Uh, he could have both of them. But it, it could be that he doesn't have the House or the Senate, one of the two. I would say it's more likely that he wouldn't have the House at this point than the Senate. But let's say he doesn't have one of them. He is going to need more money than ever to go through with what needs to happen now after the border has been such a disaster. So you're almost backdooring in budget for Trump right now. Now, that doesn't mean sign the bill as is. I do think that they should very, very much uh, debate and and alter and amend what is currently being talked about. And the fact that they blocked it this week, that's good. Uh, it's not going to go anywhere as is. 
So change it, but keep tweaking it. Keep working on it and drag it out for a little while. Drag it out for another couple months, in fact. I think that's a good strategy. Because then, let's say you get to April or May and you sign a, a deal, which it, it, they won't be able to drag it out that long. But this is why I think they should. Because if they can, then you can pass a bill where most of that budget isn't going to kick in right away. It'll kick in, you know, quarter three, quarter four. Which means that most of that money will not be able to be spent by this president because he's not going to do anything anyway. He's not going to do anything. He might allocate it to more asylum or something, but he's not really going to use it correctly. Otherwise, he would have been doing something correctly this whole time. He hasn't been. So most of that money is going to be kicked to the next administration. Now, that might be Joe Biden again. But if it's Trump, then you unleash a whole lot of resources for him to use to basically begin a a huge nationwide crackdown on illegal immigrants. He's going to have to. He said that he will, uh, but he's not going to be able to do it if he doesn't have the money. So pass it right now with the understanding that, yeah, Joe Biden may have a little bit of say in that right now. But most of that is going to be spent by a future President Trump, hopefully. It's playing the long game. Now, how they do that, that's going to be all up for debate, both uh, theoretically and literally, because they have to include, because Democrats, of course, have most of the control here, they have to include spending for Israel and Ukraine. I'm probably among the majority of Republicans that are getting very, very wary of spending more on Ukraine. I don't know that I ever was really fully on board, but that's a, that's another issue. That's another issue for another time. All I'm advocating for is that I think they should try to pass a spending bill right now for the border so that what can happen needs to happen in 2025. I'm going to stop there because we have Chris Woolsey coming in. Now, he comes in about once a month. He's our streaming correspondent. It's February. So you can guess what kind of movies we're going to talk about in February. He's got he's going to be up next. Stick around for Wiggins America. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just 3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at 2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Uh, I, I want to take a, a short break from the news. I know there's been a ton of it, 
But uh, we have this scheduled every month, and I don't want to miss it with Chris Wilsey. He's our streaming correspondent here to talk about a little TV. Hi, Chris. Hey, how are we, Ryan? Uh, doing okay. I thought at this point in the, the show, in the weekend, I would be feeling better. My voice would be great. It's just not, I'm not manifesting that destiny as I thought I would. But um, <laughs> we're still here, and so we're still going to do all of the streaming recommendations that you're bringing. Hey, before we do, though, Chris, I want to let you know, I've been watching a, a show on Crackle that I really like that I wanted to recommend that's not really like part of the the, the month, the theme of the month, but it's okay. called uh, it's called the thrill of or the science of the thrill. And it is about roller coasters, basically, and I can't get enough because I am a theme park junkie. And the show, I highly recommend it. It's on Crackle. Uh, if you are a theme park person, this gives you the science of why you enjoy roller coasters. And it goes into, like, speed, uh, drops, you know, um, like the way it, it redirects your head, like where you're looking and stuff like that. It's really pretty interesting show, so highly recommend it. That's crazy. I didn't even – I haven't even seen that on there, but I'm going to have to pull that up tonight because my wife needs to be in a 12-step program to get off of roller coasters uh, because – I can't even walk by them and look at them without getting queasy. Um, so I'm definitely going to have to watch this with her. This will be fun. Yeah, science of the thrill. And by the way, uh, your wife is nothing like my wife, apparently, um, because I just took her down to Florida to go to Universal because she loves Harry Potter and to go to Epcot because she just loves anthropology and culture. And it was a surprise, and she was very excited, but she's like, okay, I think I got my fill of theme parks for the year. I'm like, oh, no, we're just starting the year, honey. We can't be done. <laughs> got to keep that train rolling. Exactly. So, we're again, we're here in February, here at the beginning, now middle of February, and you have got some Valentine's Day suggestions, speaking of our wives. So what should we watch Wednesday night, Chris? We have got so much uh, great stuff on here. So I think we've talked about this before, that Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment produces original content that you can only see on their streaming services. So if you've gone through all the Hallmark movies and you're like, what in the world are we going to do? We've got you covered because we have a ton of really fun rom-coms that I guarantee you, you have never seen anywhere else. Okay, what's your first suggestion? What's the first one we should try? We've got a great one this month called Love Amongst the Stars, which is obviously perfect for Valentine's Day. Really cute, starring Sarah Canning from The Vampire Diaries and Patch May from Home and Away. And uh, Sarah Canning plays... Heidi, who is a young astronomy professor who believes that a rare planetary alignment is going to be the key for her department getting a new top-level observatory. And Patch May plays the uh, young upstart history professor who's oddly charming, uh, but who stands in the way of her getting this funding. It's really cute. Uh, they go to loggerheads, obviously, but then it ends up that there may be something written in the stars that's more important for both of them. You know, it's funny, as you're talking about it, I'm like, yeah, that, I'm, I'm pretty sure my wife has probably already watched this movie. I think we mentioned at Christmas time that uh, my wife is a teacher, so she will just hole up in her room and uh, surround <laughs> herself with papers and put on, at that time, Christmas movies, but right now, 
I think it's all rom-coms. So these are going to be great suggestions for her. I do have a challenge for you, Chris, though. Okay. Okay. Now, I've mentioned before that my co-host on this show, on Wiggins America, is Old Roy. He's not in the studio yet, but he's coming in later in the show. Um, He is a rom-com nut. So you're not going to have a tough time convincing him, but I'm not. I'm I'm kind of the... uh, I would say I'm kind of right in the middle of of Men of America where it's not something I seek out. I've seen good ones and I liked them, but it's not something I always seek out. So my challenge for you, Chris, is to give the the me out there who is not necessarily a huge rom-com fan, but it's like, you know what? I might try it. It's February. What's your suggestion for me and the me's? Okay, because this one... Uh, really hit me, and I'm I'm in that same boat with you. I'm not like a gigantic uh, rom-com guy, but if you've got a good story and it's fun, I'm I'm happy to jump on board. And we do have another of the originals uh, that is really fun, and that is a slice of Chicago romance. And the reason I like it is because I love pizza, and this is actually about two competing deep dish pizza parlors outside of Chicago. And if you know anything about Chicago pizza, that is a competitive, aggressive world. People constantly, like you you tell people you went to Chicago, the first thing they ask you is, which deep dish pizza place do you support? (laughs) And um, so it's about these two competing. They've been there forever. They, They despise, the owners despise one another until a nationwide franchise moves into town and they now have to combine forces in order to stave off uh, economic destruction. Okay. Okay. And I'm assuming this is a, uh, uh, two people who could, you know, end up in a romantic relationship, but don't want to because they hate each other. Right. Exactly. That's it. Gotcha. Yeah, very fun. Very fun. Very cute. Uh, performances are great. And uh, I think that might be one that might just turn the corner for you. Oh, well, tell me the name of that one one more time then. A Slice of Chicago Romance. A Slice of Chicago Romance. All right, I'll try to check that out. Now, before we run out of time, Chris, uh, you mentioned there's some other programming. It's Black History Month. Um, it's, you know, Super Bowl, everything, football. Is there anything else that we should be aware of that you, we haven't hit yes, with rom-coms? I've- I've got one, one of each. I'll just drop in really quick. We have uh, the limited series, The Temptations, which tells the story of obviously the most influential Motown band of all time. Uh, they created My Girl, Papa Was Rolling Stone, Ain't Too Proud to Beg, Ball of Confusion, endless hits. And this lets you peek behind the curtain in this limited series to see the drama that actually went into the creation of these uh, amazing, timeless classics. Uh, starring uh, Charles Malick Whitfield from Chicago Med, uh, D.B. Woodside, who played President Palmer on 24, and um, Tina Lookford uh, from Scandal. Great cast, spectacular performances. Um, if you are a music fan or a Motown fan, uh, this is a great way to celebrate Black History Month. So it's like a biopic, but on multiple members of the band. Exactly. Gotcha. Yes. Cool. Anything football related? Oh, my gosh. Maybe my favorite sports documentary of all time. Uh, this is called 85, the greatest team in football history. And it's obviously talking about the 85 Bears. Okay. Um, 
they interview all the uh, the greatest Chicagoans who were there at the time when this phenomenon came about. So they interview people like uh, Bill Murray, Jeremy Piven, Rahm Emanuel, uh, Barack Obama, for crying out loud, is interviewed in this. And then they interview all of the 85 Bears uh, who are still with us, um, you know, Singletary and uh, McMahon and, of course, Ditka uh, is in there. They even interviewed the SNL guys who did the Ditka sketches. Um, it is really fascinating and so many stories that you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe. I mean, these guys really were larger than life. 85, the greatest team in football history. Uh, if you are a football fan, a Chicago fan, uh, you want to jump on this one. It's a great ramp up to the big game on Sunday. Well, the odd thing is that uh, there are no Chicago fans here in St. Louis. There are actually zero. I don't know if you knew that stat or not, but um, <laughs> but totally uh, the odd that. thing is that um, everybody, if you're, I mean, if you're within a stone's throw of the Midwest. Everybody remembers the 85 Bears. I don't know what it was about that team. Maybe it was all of the other stuff, the SNL stuff, you know, all the extra, the the refrigerator Perry, you know, these weird comic books that came out about it. I don't know what it was about that team, but I might have to watch that because it's such a it's such an iconic team that 85 Bears team, no matter who you are, if you're anywhere near us so chris i think one of the reasons i think it was so big and they go into this in the documentary was because their sports franchises had been horrible for the last 30 years until the bears arrived they had no sports game literally (laughs) at all and then all of a sudden these guys walked on the scene these ragtag group of goofballs and just cleaned up the league with them. Yeah, that's probably true. I was too I mean I was young enough that I was alive, but I was too young to really remember uh that moment. It, it was the years after that I kind of learned more about it because I was I don't know going on 8 9, you know, in the late 80s and was going, "Oh, okay, I kind of get what's happened now, like why this is such a big deal. So Chris, again, thank you for all the recommendations. And I'm so glad we get to do this every month. Uh, do you want people finding you on Twitter? Absolutely. I am I-D-G-H-A-Y-Z-O-O-S at uh, Twitter and C.S. Wolsey on Instagram. And then, uh, of course, you can find us uh, at all the Crackle handles, uh, Crackle underscore TV. Um, and yeah, check us out. It's always free and you can download the app to your, uh, tablet, your mobile, your connected TV and watch for free. As I have, I think I have every single one of your apps because it is just extra free content that I tap into all the time. Chris, thank you so much for your time as usual. Hope you have a great weekend. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. What is going to happen in the economy? Nobody knows. And in fact, the people who predict are almost always wrong, so don't worry about it. But. Uh, I can tell you what's happening right now, and we can speculate as to what that means and where it's going. First of all, the people that I know in business, and I'm talking like big business, like pretty big money, spending, you know, investing, that kind of thing. They're all kind of battening down the hatches right now because they they don't know what's going to happen in 2024, let alone 25. And so they're it's like they're they're not necessarily saying, oh, things are bad and they're about to get bad. It's that they're all worried that it's about to get bad. So everybody's being very tepid as far as putting new money out for investments. They, and I don't think it's just because it's a political year either, because that tends to happen a lot in, in political years, in election years. Anyway, it's more that they, they keep <laughs> the recession that was supposed to happen kind of keeps getting pushed. And again, like back in 22, we were talking about recession and the fact that we had already, by some indicators, hit one, but they changed the, the definition. And then we, we they said, well, it's not technically a recession because we didn't get two consecutive quarters of this number. And it was like, well, we're, so we're not going to talk about it. Well, I, I would say the strategy kind of worked because it's not as if the economy bounced back. It just kept going toward that very soft landing that they've been wanting and talking about. And hey, I got to admit, I would prefer a soft landing myself. Uh, This is not political to me. This is for the well-being of people. And I would like to see the economy great. Uh, I just know that there are certain principles that lead to a good economy and certain principles that don't. Here are the bad warning signs, though. And here, the, the things that investors and the big money in America is seeing and going, is that going to hit? Because it's going to have to hit. We just don't know how it's going to hit. Right now, $1.7 billion in credit card debt. 
That's the stat for America. Is that the highest ever? Yes, it is. $1.7 billion in credit card debt. Uh, That is a balloon waiting to pop. And if you think, well, maybe it's just, that would just reflect consumer spending. Yes. Um, But it's 34, sorry, I said 1.7 billion, 1.7 trillion. Hopefully I didn't, I get that right. There we go. For the record, 1.7 trillion. 34.5 trillion is the number of just debt for Americans. Not credit card debt, just debt. Now, some of that might be good debt, you know, as in real estate or investment money. Um, But most of it's not. Most of it is bad debt, and it is also the highest ever. So that leads you to believe that a couple things have happened. And then I'll make, you know, some predictions. And like I said, predictions are always wrong, so take them to the bank. (laughs) But mine are good. (laughs) Um, So with all of this that's happened this way, yes, it has caused a soft landing so far. The problem is with all this debt... The reason that this has happened this way is because people got used to a certain lifestyle. And I don't want to say like under Trump or under Biden or under Obama or anything. Just people got used to a certain lifestyle. And you can attribute some of that to uh, good politics and good policy because we were doing very well from 20. uh, You know, I don't know if you want to include the Obama years because there was a steady rise, but it was from the economic collapse of 2008. So there was a steady, slow rise, but then it kept going during Trump, which nobody predicted was even possible because after that much sustained long-term growth, it's hard to keep it going. So you had this incredible uh, four years where things were just high-flying until COVID hit, of course. You already know this. But people got used to their lifestyle, and then they didn't want to give it up. So inflation changed everything. Um, The COVID changed everything. You couldn't spend on the same things there for a couple years. And then once you were able to spend on the same things and uh, inflation included in that, everybody wanted to spend and keep spending the way that they always had before. Well, they have, and they've gone into deep debt to do it. So the problem is at some point, the piper is going to call that home and things are going to shake up. What is that going to look like? And that's what everybody's going, when does this poop bag hit the fan? Uh, Because when it does, it's not going to be pretty. Well, it'll probably, in my opinion, look like a lot of foreclosures. So it's not that people, and I don't even think that'll change people's behavior. You're just going to see people foreclosing on their houses a lot and people going into deep debt and maybe even bankruptcy. You know, that's not going to be pretty, but the weird thing is consumer spending will probably stay about the same because people's habits are hard to change, even in light of bad consequences which we don't really have as many of we, we we shield you from as many consequences we can so that's why i'm i'm predicting mass foreclosures starting who knows when maybe this year and also a continued consumer spending that's not changing get more at 971talk.com his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt Hi-ya! and even after band camp he might not be the greatest musician But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.